Aloha, and welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge. This is Sunshine Tiki. I regret that the first six minutes of this week's podcast, well, the audio wasn't quite done correctly. Maybe I didn't have a microphone or two plugged in. Could be the gimlets that we were enjoying. So bear with us for the first six minutes, and after that, it's a flawless episode, just like always. Cheers, and here we go. Aloha, Vanilla. Aloha, Sunshine. Aloha, Sapphire. Aloha, Sunshine. And aloha, listeners. I was, I was wagging my finger at her. I'm like, come on, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Vanilla and Sapphire here in the lounge. Vanilla's been here once before. And Sapphire, this is her first time in the Zen Tiki Lounge. And ladies, you have to pretend that you can hear the exotic music in the background because it's not piped in yet. So it's, just pretend it's that it's... Fabulous. Isn't it amazing? I can hear it. It's in my head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. Well, we're... So... We, we had a listener write in, listener uh, Stefan from Germany, and he said, hey, what's up with Rose's Lime Juice and using that in a gimlet? And that led into this whole deal. And so we're going to look at the vodka-based gimlet and a gin-based gimlet, as we do with every one of these podcasts. In this dimly lit tiki bar, we start with the music and a cocktail. And so, ladies, I'm going to ask you, now I get closer to your microphone, have you had gimlets before? I don't think I have, no. actually. No. no. So I'm, I'm going to first mix a vodka gimlet with Rose's Lime Juice, which I think is absolutely horrible. I think it's terrible, and um, that's because it's mostly sugar water with a little bit of lime zest and a little bit of lime juice. There is a story behind it, and we'll go into that, but um, I just it's like lime sugar water, and you don't get really any true lime flavor out of it. So bars that use it, I say... You're really selling us on a great drink. Well, no, but, but you're going to get what I think is the good one oh, good. afterwards. But if you do like this one, I want a true opinion. Like, you don't, like, you have to actually say, oh, I like this sweeter, less limey shit version. You you can say those words. <laughs> like, it's okay. So don't, don't worry about it. Okay, so um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to shake the Rose's Lime Juice um, vodka gimlet and I know some people right off will say it really needs to be a gin gimlet and we're going to try those too. But the gimlet, just like a Bloody Mary, just like a Mai Tai, everybody makes them different, everybody has a preference and well I started with vodka because you'll you'll pick out the lime a little bit more which is I think important. So chill your cocktail glass which is these days known as a martini glass. People don't know the difference, it's sad. Okay, ladies, so I'm going to pass this to you, and I want you to try the Rose's Lime Juice version. With vodka. With vodka. Okay. And I only made one of those because I'm assuming, again, that, you know, this may not be the favorite, but, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Let's pace, our, pace ourselves. See what it's going to be. I'm getting ready that bad. the fresh lime it's, juice it's version. It's good and sweet, but I want to compare. Yeah, it happened on the side by side. You're going to. Is the, <laughs> the, the rose syrup, is that uh, syrupy? Yeah, so it's just like the grenadine, so it's a thick yeah. sugar syrup, and they use um, lime juice, and then they also put a little bit of lime zest in it. And then people actually do make a very decent uh, lime syrup of their own, which if I make it, that's what I do. And I use a lot of lime zest, um, less sugar, and more lime so that you really get the liminess out of it. And then you don't have to add sweet and sour as well. So if you're making a drink that has uh, Rose's lime juice in it, you really shouldn't add any other sugar because it's just, that's ridiculous. It's a diabetic coma waiting to happen. You don't want that. So this one is 
a vodka gimlet with fresh lime juice and just one cube of sugar. And that's how I like to measure it. Um, instead of saying a teaspoon or um, you know, making simple syrup necessarily, one cube of sugar thrown in there I think is perfect. So let me So is the definition of a gimlet then either vodka or gin? I would say true aficionados say that it's truly a gin drink. But things change over time. So, so go ahead and try those. Let's see what you think. Cheers. Here, Dale, let me get in there. <laughs> it's okay, these are tough mm -hmm. cocktail glasses. I like this much better. You're not just saying that? No. It tastes more real. Citrus, natural. This one's too syrupy. Too syrupy. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, we don't use Rose's lime juice. But if you are going to make lime juice, do this. Make, take one cup of water, one half cup of sugar, go ahead and melt that down in a saucepan until it becomes a, a simple syrup. That's actually a, a low sugar simple syrup. And then um, go ahead and take the zest of about three limes and the juice of about six limes and combine that in after you've turned the heat off and then let it come to room temperature. Strain out the pulp if you like before you put the lime juice in because the pulp really doesn't belong in a lot of cocktails So I would strain out the pulp and that is a much better Lime juice you want to strain out the, the, the lime zest as well um, after you make the syrup or um, uh, After a soap for a while, but the lime zest will put the oils in there and the essential oils just make it tasty so <sighs> Okay, so we've tried our gimlets. We're gonna go find the listener mail and we'll be right back Ladies, let me get into the mail sack here. It's like, you know what? It's, it's very deep. There's, you never know what you might find in there, even though all of our mail is actual email. So. <laughs> Doesn't actually come in that sack, but people, you know, yeah, they like the illusion. This first email comes from Albert, and Albert says, Hello, ZTL. Now, Sapphire, that's short for Zen Tiki Lounge, just in case. Thank you. You're I did welcome. not know that previously. It's Albert from New York. I wrote once years ago, and I hope, uh, I hope I get this question mentioned as well. I wanted to know if you ever use cheaper alcohol when you're making batches of things for big groups. I was going to make some drinks that I have recipes for, but if I make a big batch, it's going to cost a lot of money. He says, would people get hangovers? I'm sure one of you will know what to do. Love the videos you were doing, but what happened to that? Albert. Okay, so let's, the videos first. If you go to zentikilounge.com, you can find uh, about five videos we've done on how to make spicy rum and how to do a couple other things. Go check those out. Why haven't we made any more? Because they take a lot of time and I'm, I have a real job and I'm lazy. <laughs> and I drink. I mean, there's really no other answer. Yeah. So That's a good answer. If you want to go to zentikilounge.com and click on that uh, tip your bartender uh, link and like drop like 10k in my account and I can take a bunch of time off work then Perfect. you'll get a lot more videos yeah. I swear um, but, but anywho so he asks about the batch drink so when I make batch drinks if I'm entering a cocktail contest I'm still using all the top shelf uh, liquors that I played with but if I am making a uh, punch bowl for example I'm not using top shelf liquor in a punch bowl 
Um, I'm gonna use fresh juices. I'm gonna probably squeeze my own juices whenever I can, but I'm not gonna be putting um, bottles of Belvedere in a punch bowl. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Smirnoff is a fine punch bowl vodka. I have no issues with it. Bacardi in a punch bowl is just wonderful. I, don't put the top shelf liquor in a punch bowl. And if you're doing batches of drinks for people who are not cocktail snobs, the middle of the road stuff is just fine. And you'll always find it on sale. But if it comes in a plastic bottle for a 1.75 liter and it is priced under, oh, I would say $15, don't buy it. Just, just don't <laughs> buy it. I mean, it's, it's probably gonna give you a hangover. It's probably gonna give everybody a hangover. And then everybody the next day will post things on your Facebook page and say, what the <laughs> hell did you do to me? So I, I don't I don't recommend that. But you can go middle of the road with batch drinks and that's just fine. This next email comes from Gary from Oxnard. And he said, your taboo episode was very nice to hear with an audience. Where do you record the show when you are, and he put in quote, live, because he knows podcasts are never really live. And how do you tell people about it? I've been to a few events and I know that you do the live podcast recording, but I have not seen where you inform the listeners of how to participate. Looking forward to the next big event. So sad to hear about Arthur Snyder from Dawn's. That is very sad. I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, a few months ago, I was at the bar at Don's, and I had a wonderful chance to talk to Arthur Snyder over some drinks, uh, who is taking over Don's, etc. We miss Arthur, Gary from Oxnard. So first, let me um, say that when we go to one of the events like Tiki Oasis or Taboo or Caliente or whatever it is, we post on Facebook, and so if you're not on Facebook, yeah, sorry, but I have just started tweeting. So if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you'll find out where and what room to go to that you can hear the live uh, recorded podcast. Let me have a sip here. See, now, if you're seasoned veterans, this is where you would have something to say in between my sips. <laughs> oh, uh, I I'm going to drink some more of the... Of the, of the, the Rose's Lime just once. You know, because so it's, it's just sitting here. Well, but but again, here, a free drink that was at least shaken, I'm still probably going to finish it versus, right. you know, let it go to waste. And if I hadn't had this one, that would have been fine. But now that I've had this one... Oh, I'm, nice gl I'm glad you like it. Uh, so let's see here. So Arthur Snyder, Arthur, um, he owned Don the Beachcomber in Huntington Beach slash Seal Beach. And he passed away just two days ago as of us recording this podcast. He's 79 years old. He passed away in his sleep, which is the way that I think most of us want to go. Arthur, I also had a chance twice at least to have drinks with him at the Dagger Bar at Don the Beachcombers. And uh, he was tipsy. And, ch and chatty, as he was with many patrons, and absolutely, he would just sit down with you if you initiate any, any contact, or he might come up to you and say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? And he would chat with you. He would tell you the history of Don the Beachcomber. He would tell you how he came into owning that property. He would tell you about his lovely wife, Delia, who uh, manages you know the kitchen and makes the great food there. Um, he's just a great gentleman in the tiki world, and, and he did pass away two days ago, and it is very sad, but in a way, I, he, he lived a, a really, a really good long life and he had a lot of stories to tell and he liked to drink and he passed away in his sleep and I, I wouldn't complain. Get better than I, that. I, no, yeah, yeah I, I, I really, if there were any health problems, I'm unaware of them. I don't know that there were and I certainly hope that there weren't. Um, but as far as I know, Don's is going to go on. Um, but with any, you know, change in estate, you don't know. But I think that's not the right question to ask Gary. Not yet. So 
I hate to call you out on the podcast, but let's just, you know, remember Arthur's life. And um, if you go to his uh, Cheers Ladies, if you go Cheers. to his page on okay. Facebook, or if you go to Don the Beachcomber, there's a post there that lets you know about services that are local to the area that people can come to. Um, and then some things going on at Don the Beachcomber in Huntington Beach. So um, that's a, this is a good time to have another sip to Arthur. Arthur. If you no. all remember, it's we all should be so lucky to live as long and happy as so. Absolutely. It's good. It's a good I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad I got to meet the gentleman. Um, so if you want to send us an email, you can send that to mail at zantiquelounge.com or you can go on Facebook and you can send us a, a note there. And we just might read your email here on the show. You can also go to 619-777-TIKI. Dial that number and leave us a drunk dial, a question, what have you. Um, we've gotten mostly drunk dials so far, but that's fine. Because that's, that's kind of that's what I expected. The drunk dials are great. And very entertaining. And uh, what are we going to do now? Well, now we are going to listen to some music. And I'm, I'm basic, I, I want to tell you this. So I just got back from Seattle. And on the trip to Seattle, well, you know, I turned on the, uh, the iPhone onto random and it played some great, great music from my Exotica list, and I just, I put it on shuffle, and it played the following four songs, and this is what you're gonna hear. It played Hawaii Nocturne by the Tikiaki Orchestra, and then La Pampa y La Puna, I know it sounds dirty, uh, by Martin Denny, and then Mr. Ho's Orchestratica with Take the A Train, which is a great, great rendition of that song. And then uh, lastly, it was uh, Orinoco by Robert Drasnan. So four songs coming at you right now. I think you're going to really enjoy them. And I was listening to these while I was between Orange County and Seattle, and it really set the mood for me to have more drinks as soon as I got off the plane because I hate flying. <laughs> we'll be right back.
Okay, ladies, so now you've had some Exotica, and uh, now you're drinking a true classic Jim Gimlet. What do you, Gim, Gimlet, Gimlet? The Have first one has set in, ice? yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I had one while I was waiting for you all, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gin. You like the gin better? I do yes. like the gin better. And I'm using the Tankery Ring Purr, which is an extra limey gin. And I really like that one. The tank, the Tankery Ring Purr, also, if you're going to use gin in a tiki drink, that's the one I recommend. Uh, because it's um, it's not quite as bitter as some gyms, gin, gym, gyms. Because gyms can be so bitter. bitter. Gyms can be bitter. You know? They can be really super. Can. I knew a gym they once. They can well, be. Let me tell you. Bitter. I knew a gym who was bitter. They can be super bitter. Wait, no, that's me who's bitter. So, uh, Stefan, I hope that answers your question about uh, Rose's Lime versus either making your own lime syrup or just using uh, fresh lime juice. Here's, here's a simple recipe. Two and a half ounces gin or vodka, three quarter ounce, one half to three quarter ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, and then one sugar cube or mm -hmm. one teaspoon of sugar. Shake mm -hmm. that with ice. Shake a really long time because the dilution is key. You need the ice to melt and break up the oils that are in the um, in the gin, for example. And then uh, pour that into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with a lime wheel, and you've got something to sip on. Shout about. And I, I recommend it. Okay, so let's see here. Well, so I was in Seattle. You may have heard. <laughs> I or saw. You may have seen my post on Facebook. And I visited a place called the Lava Lounge. Oh, and uh, like so I picked up I picked up matchbooks from the Lava Lounge because I nice. I liked the tiki on them and it was called the Lava Lounge and I collect I collect uh, the you know the paper coasters and I collect the um, matchbooks and the Lava Lounge is it, it is in a place in uh, downtown Seattle it's two two six sorry two 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 six Second Street in Seattle Washington and when a, when their website tells you who the bartenders are that's usually a good sign. Because when you want to tell people who your bartenders are, that usually means you have a good locals audience, which is always good for a bar. But it also usually means that the bartenders know a little bit about what they're doing. Now, when I was there, Dan was my bartender. And like a good bartender should, I went up to the bar and I said, do you have a drink menu? And he says, we don't really do a drink menu, but what, what do you like? That is music to my ears. And so I said, well, you know what? It's the Lava Lounge, so I feel like I need to try a tiki drink. And he made me um, something. He called it a uh, vacation. That was the name of the drink. And it was oh, yeah. a little bit coconut, a little bit rum. Uh, it, it was really, really good and done well. It wasn't too sweet. It wasn't too strong. Uh, he made us a couple of other things, and we did a round of them, and it was just wonderful. So if you're in Seattle and you want to go to the Lava Lounge, and the Lava Lounge used to be um, a Hawaiian bar way back in the days, so a true cheeky bar way back in the days. And it has a very Asian theme to it as well. You need to check out the restrooms because they don't say men or women's. Um, they say uh, wahine, wahine, for example, for the ladies. And um, you have to pass through uh, Satan's hallway to get into the restrooms. And I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> but there, there are pagodas and lanterns hanging from the ceiling, and there is a... Uh, um, a catamaran hanging from the ceiling, and so they've got a couple of different themes going on there, but the Lava Lounge is a good place. Now, let me tell you about a place I don't recommend that you go while you're in Seattle. Oh. Mm. There's a place called Ohana. Ohana Sushi. Now, the sushi was great. They, they have great sushi. But as far as drinks go, I had the worst Mai Tai. My partner had uh -huh. the worst... Um, uh, uh, what's the blue drink? Blue Hawaiian. And, uh, and his sister had a pretty bad... Um, 
God, I can't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that looked like it was a little, out of a little creamer? Lava flow. Had a bad lava flow. Um, the bartender just really was just throwing shit in a blender and throw, throwing stuff in a shaker and really didn't uh, know what he was doing. I think when I said that I was going to rate your drinks is why he didn't really charge us for them. Um, so we tipped him well. So we tipped him well, but I don't have anything good to say about the drinks there. But uh, talk to somebody who was there who was enjoying the sushi. They loved it. They're rated well on Yelp for their sushi. The decor, as far as a tiki bar goes, not great. Um, so if you're looking for a sushi place, I guess it's not a bad a place to go. Or one out of three. But um, I would just go with the sake they have. They have both filtered and unfiltered, and unfiltered. I like the unfiltered. Yeah, so does vanilla. Mm-hmm. So there you go, a quick little rating of two little places while, uh, while I was in Seattle. And um, there's a new place coming up in Milwaukee, for those of you who are in the colder parts of the country. Now, now the Tiki Bar in Milwaukee is the foundation. And you have to go there. And Don Nelson is um, proprietor, part owner there. Uh, amazing guy in the tiki community. Also in the band called The Exotics, which we played on the podcast just before this one. So The Exotics is a great uh, surf rock band. And then uh, Lucky Joe's Tiki Room has not quite opened yet. And so they're opening. So now there'll be two official tiki bars in the Milwaukee area. They're not open yet. I have not been there. All I'm telling you is that they're going to open around November 14th, and I would love for a listener who's in the Milwaukee area, and there are several of you, to go take some pictures of some drinks, send us a note to mail at zentikilounge.com and tell us what you think, because I will be out to Milwaukee someday again in the future. Got to go to the foundation again. And, you know, I'll check out um, Joe's Tiki Room, assuming that it's going to be a fairly decent tiki bar. I certainly hope it is. Next Wednesday but you, already that's coming up is, fast. Yeah. Is, oh, is the dog eating the plant yeah. again? She's always she's always eating plants. Um, now let's see here. Um, I want to mention that somebody had written in and said, um, "Do you make your own orge, which is the almond syrup?" You know, I've done it once and I'll never do it again. Uh, you have to take a lot of almonds and, and press them down and roast them and do all kinds of stuff with them to get the sweetened almond syrup that goes in some great tiki drinks. It's just too much work for what the bottled one tastes like. Honestly, if you get Monin or Tarani, they taste great for a bottled version. I, I don't see any reason to go through all the trouble of making your own. But it's if you buy... No, it's, it's not worth it. But if you buy Monin or Tarani, here's what you do. You get yourself a bottle of Orange Blossom water and you add a couple of drops of the orange blossom water to your pre-store-bought almond syrup and then you get the true French orger that people really enjoy mm. because I really don't think they put any of the orange blossom water in the um, in the store-bought stuff. It just doesn't seem like it. Have you had any experience, Sapphire? Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Mm. I would like to try that though. Are you enjoying the appetizers? Delicious. People always serve appetizers while you're having cocktails because you want to make sure that you can say you're a proper host and you didn't let people get too schnockered. I mean, that's just, that is just inappropriate. And because it's November, it's already almost like mid-November. I know. The Christmas decorations are out. I have They're no Christmas everywhere. decorations up, just no, like, not here, not just here. like Nordstrom. I do not right, put up Christmas yep. decorations until good Thanksgiving has passed. And that's the way it should be. But you can go to zentikilange.com and listen to episode 234. And you can get the recipe for Sunshine, that's me, Sunshine's Very Spicy Rum. And I'm going to read it for you real quick here. You need a 1.75 bottle of gold rum, Crujan or Bacardi is fine. 
two vanilla beans sliced lengthwise, 10 whole cloves, 10 allspice berries cracked, not allspice powder, but allspice berries. Just take something flat like a spoon and crack them or a mortar and pestle and crack them. And three cinnamon sticks broken in half. Throw that all into your bottle of rum. Check it in three days. That's when you probably want to take out the clove because the clove will overpower it. And then in about another three days or so, you can strain out through a filter, like a coffee filter, a metal coffee filter works, or cheesecloth. Uh, you can strain out the allspice, then leave the cinnamon and vanilla bean in there for as long as you like. And as long as that bottle sits for 14 days to 30 days, you have an outstanding rum that's good in rum cake, it's good for shots, it's good in drinks, it's good in other baked goods. It's, it's probably even good to clean your windows with. Uh, I've, I haven't tried that because I wouldn't want to waste it on that, but... Um, what you about wanna... the 30-day thing you're talking about, though? Because I received some of those as gifts, uh -huh. and uh, there's still I haven't finished all of them, and now I'm a little leery of it because it wasn't like you know purchased at a store. I know it was homemade, but it's alcohol. Safe? Yeah. Well, that's but the joy of alcohol. <laughs> as long as the alcohol content is above 15 percent, and I know that's okay. really hard to tell, but you can tell by taking a sip. And if it burns, it's above 15 percent. Okay. It is safe to have, right? It's not going to make It is sick. safe to have. Alcohol really never goes bad. And that, okay. that's the joy of alcohol. Okay. There are a lot of joys in alcohol. If we do, <laughs> if we do have a zombie apocalypse, you watch one of those shows, The Walking Dead or whatever it is. What is the one thing in all those end of the world shows that people always still seem to have even though the world has ended? Booze, because it lasts forever. And if, you know, two-thirds of the planet have died off in the zombie, uh, the zombie apocalypse, there's going to be a lot of booze left over in stores and such. You're going to be fine. Drink it 10 years after. I am Legend the other night. It's pretty good. What is I Am Legend? That is Will. Will, uh, what's his name? Smith? Uh, yes. Will Fresh Will Prince Smith. of Bel-Air. <laughs> oh, the Fresh Prince, yes. yes. And actually the whole... Beginning part of the movie, you would never think it's zombie, even it turns into zombie movie. And it's end of world. He's living in New York City. It's good. I see that, but I did not. And it's a movie, not a series. Right? Yeah. Maybe. I can't. I might have to check it's it out. Good. I like vampires. I like zombies. I love end of the world. Movies. Not the biggest fan of werewolves. What's your no. favorite end of the world movie? Uh, well, the other Will Smith movie was good. Where the Independence Day. Oh, I love end of the potentially. World movies. The but day I, the day the Earth stood still is one of my favorites, I and that's a really old that one. one. Mm -hmm. um, but I like the I like the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to see I Am Blah. Legend then. That's I'm gonna, end of world and zombies together. I'm gonna check out. But I have not seen the end. I only saw the first <laughs> half, and I had to abort, so I still need to catch it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna add it to my Netflix, and if it's not on Netflix, I suppose I'll just have to oh, rent it from iTunes or oh, something like that. Speaking of renting things from iTunes, you two must have, at some point in your lives, gone to a Hollywood video or blockbuster and rented movies, right? Yes. In the olden days, yes. yes. Do you miss that, or do you like the fact that now you can just get it on your TV or computer? I do not miss that at all. It was a pain to go to the blockbuster. I hated going because there. Because what would they do when you get the to the checkout? Charges. What would they do when you get to the checkout and you've got your video and you just want to get home and eat pizza and watch your movie, and what would they do? What, like an upsale? Yes. Do you want candy? Do you want popcorn? Do you want sodas? Oh, for just $5 more, you can pick out two two sodas yeah, and a box of candy. Yeah. Whoever, oh. I know people buy that stuff sometimes, but I, I never did. No. Yeah, and they have all the big movie-sized candy boxes, too. That's true. That's true. And do you prefer watching movies at home or going to the theater? Home. I mean, I like the theater, theater but... 
I prefer the theater. I don't. I like the experience of it. We have a great TV. It's HD. It's nice and big. But I still prefer going to the movies when, like, okay. So, for example, if Star Trek comes out, I don't want to watch that at home and wait till it's on video. I need to see that on the big screen. Wait. You do have to wait a long time. Well, it's only like three months now, isn't it? Like before stuff comes out. It used to be, yeah. It used to be like a year and a half or two years. People really annoy me at the theaters, though. If I hear people and they're talking or kicking my seat or something, it bothers me. Well, so you know why I'm excited about 2013? Hmm. Because there is a new Star Trek movie coming out, which is going to be amazing because J.J. Abrams has done a great thing for the Star Trek franchise. Mm -hmm. And most of the new characters are really hot. And there's nothing more fun than hot guys in space. (laughs) (laughs) And... Uh, the new Austin Powers movie is coming out. Really? I and did not know that. This could be. I know. I know some people. Oh, there's someone here. <laughs> Let me just see who that is. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, we're doing a short episode. Actually, you know what? It won't be a short episode. I'm going to squeeze some more music somewhere here in the middle. So, from your point of view of now, you just heard more music that you didn't know was coming. <laughs> But when I edit this, it's going to be a seamless, wonderful experience. But we have to go see The Reflex, which is Orange County, California's premier 80s cover band. And how many times? I've seen them like 10 times now. I know Vanilla's seen them more than that. Three. And, Sapphire and 3. And Sapphire 3. So uh, a great time. Starshine is joining us. We're going to have a great time. Oh, uh, Harlow's going to be there as well. So a great time we're going to have tonight, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed visiting us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge, the dimly lit tiki bar that lives in your head, and uh, go on to zentikilounge.com, click on the tip your bartender link, and uh, you know drop us that $10,000. If we get a few of those donations, I can quit my job, and I can make more of those videos, videos, videos that, videos. Um, not Gary, the other guy was asking about, or no, maybe it was Gary. I, I don't remember now. No, Oxnard. 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 Yeah. Oxnard. <laughs> that was a no yeah. city. <laughs> So, now ladies, at the end of the episode, we always say, until next time, and then we say mahalo. So there are just, you and the listeners all learned how to do it, and so now we're at the end of the show. So, thank you for joining us here in the Zen Tiki Lounge, and until next time, mahalo. mahalo.